listening to The Employment Hour with Lior Sampiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW. Back at it and ready to roll. Phone lines, if you can believe it, already open for you to call in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Email is simple as well. It is help at employmenthour.com. You want to get a hold of Lior, you should do that anytime. I know we will talk about it. It's called the Severance Pay Calculator. It will tell you very quickly and very responsibly uh, how you should be and what you should be getting as far as your severance is concerned. If you haven't used this before, you can check it out now, severancepaycalculator.com. More details on that coming up. Plus, we will be discussing over the next hour here on the show why uh, so many people, so many people, the vast majority, accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. This is a major issue. This is the genesis for the show so many years ago, so we'll talk to that as well. But first, Lior, my brother, we always talk about a little bit of the uh, the week that was, things that have been happening in your side of the world. What's going on, pal? Well, John, it's it's July now, and it's uh, summertime, the dog days of summer, but believe it or not, uh, even though usually we're, we see a slowdown in my office this time of year, it's been extremely busy. Uh, people calling, people emailing me, uh, people dealing with their problems at workplace and need some help with that, uh, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I, I want to be able to talk to as many people as possible. That's why I give up my number. I give up my email address. That's why we're here live on the radio. So to, to help uh, you if you're dealing with the workplace problem. So take advantage of this and, and call us right now. Let's talk about those issues. We're here till 5 o'clock to answer the, the questions that you may have, and you'll be doing others a favor if you call us right now to ask your questions because... Others probably are dealing with the exact same issues that you're dealing with. And by helping you, by talking to you, by walking you through those solutions that are available, and by the way, there's always solutions, we'll be helping others as well. So take advantage. Call us. Don't be bashful. And to to give you a sense of a couple of the uh, situations, Johnny, that I I dealt with just over the past few days at the office, uh, let me start off the week that was. First uh, matter, uh, I spoke with a, a, a young woman, found herself in a very difficult situation. Uh, she she had a job for for about four or five years, kind of an entry level position, uh, and finally, uh, you know, to to her uh, you know surprise and, and to her uh, really joy, she got another job, more senior position, better pay, and she was very happy about that. Obviously, as anyone would be, and she quit her job, and uh, you know, she signed a new employment agreement with the new company, had her start date lined up, and then guess what? The rug gets pulled out from under her. Two days before she's going to start, so on the Friday, I guess, before the Monday she was going to get started started at the new job, company contacts her and says there's been a major change, major restructuring back in the corporate headquarters, and because of that, we, we don't have a job for you after all. Sorry, our bad, and we wish you all the best. Well, obviously, this was devastating for her. Uh, she had quit her job. Uh, she had no income now. No, no position to go back to, and and, uh, and 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 a lot of problems, a lot of financial issues. She contacted me, and she wanted to know, can they do this? Well, here's the thing, John. Once she has an agreement with the company to start a job, she has a job even before she started. So what does that mean? That means that even if they decide to let her go before she formally starts the first day, they have to pay her severance. In this situation, I actually assessed her as being owed two months of severance. Now remember, this is someone that has not worked. She had not started at the job. This was the Friday before the Monday she was going to get started, yet she was still owed two months' pay. And not only is she owed that, 
it's going to be pretty easy to resolve. So I'm going to be working with her over the next uh, few days and few weeks to get her that compensation. And I have no doubt whatsoever that we're going to be able to do that. So I wanted to send a, a kind of the message here, maybe a bit of a warning for employers is if you decide to walk away from a job offer that you've made, if you decide not to actually have the employee that you've hired start, you owe them severance. You can't walk away from those obligations just because they haven't started working. And of course, if you do, if you find yourself in that situation, if you accepted a job and then they decided not to hire you, you gotta give me a call. You could be owed a few months pay just like this lady, uh, and that's extremely important because you need that time, John, to find another job. You bet. What else? Uh, what else you got going on? Second situation, uh, another classic constructive dismissal. I spoke to a, uh, a very young, uh, well, not actually younger, but but a, a very nice lady, another lady, and she had worked for a, a company. Well, actually, it was a, a doctor's office for close to thirty years, and for the last fifteen or so, she worked exclusively from home, and she was doing some bookkeeping uh, uh, work from home exclusively. And recently, the company told her that uh, we have had some uh, internal discussions and we need you to have this job done at our offices, at our clinics. So rather than work from home anymore, you have to do it at our clinic. And you know what? They actually had legitimate reasons as to why they wanted it done at the clinic rather than at home. But for this lady, that was impossible. She had another job and she worked her schedule around this, around the ability to do it from home. And she told them, no, can't do it. So he responded by saying, well, I guess you're quitting so long, farewell. Here's your record of employment. Well, John, not so fast. They're the ones that changed the terms of the empl- of employment. They're the ones that took away an important term, which is the ability to work from home. So not only did she not quit, this was a termination. This was a constructive dismissal, and they owe her severance for her as much as two years of pay. She'd been there for almost 30 years. So even though they had a reason as to why they wanted her to work from home, it didn't matter. Her job was working from home. Her job was not working at the office. So because of that, that change that they've implemented is illegal. So remember, if you're listening, if your employer changes the terms of employment, whether it's your actual job, your compensation, where you do your job, that's illegal, and you can absolutely say no. Really smart heads up there to get people to call and be aware of that because even the smallest changes, which people would think, ah, they can do that, no problem. There's nothing I can say about it. No, no, no. They may be able to put the brakes on right then and there, right? And not only can you, you actually should because if you don't, if you let them do this one thing, you've may, maybe given them the right to do it again and again in the future. So it's not going to be just this one time, this one change. It could be 5, 10, 50 more changes. And the problem with that is you, you may find that the job you've, you have is not the job you're going to have. So that's a problem. So if your employment terms are being changed, you have to stand up for your rights. That number again, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to call in, ask a question. It is always a, a bright thing to do. And uh, we'll get uh, Breton here. How are you? Good afternoon. Hello, I'm good. Uh, thank you. What's your concern, yeah, my friend? Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. My concern is uh, I'm a tradesman, and I've been told by some employers that uh, construction workers are not eligible for severance unless they've worked at the same location for more than six consecutive months. And for most construction workers, that never happens. I was hoping you could set the record straight on that. This is a terrific question, Breton. Absolutely love this question. And, and let me make it very clear, and there's no hesitation here. That is wrong. That is false. You get severance, doesn't matter if you're in construction or another job, you get severance the same as everyone else. 
Severance is not uh, excluded for construction employees. That's one of the big misconceptions. So yes, the amount of severance may vary depending on the length of employment, but that is wrong. So if you or anyone else, you're, you're a tradesperson, you work in the construction area, and you lose your job, the company decides that you're not going to work there, they have to pay you severance. And that's true even if you work there for less than six months. You can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much you're owed. So, Breton, that, what they told you there is completely false. A uh, quick follow-up question, if you have a moment. Yep, sure. Sure. Um, can, can I be laid off with the excuse of there is no more work, even if other employees are working? So, basically, yeah, been told there's no work for my skill set, even though other people are working, so I've been laid off, not fired. So, unless you sign an employment agreement that allows them to, to do that specifically, which most, most people have, then no, you cannot. But what I mean by the fact that you cannot is that if you are, quote-unquote, laid off, you can treat that as a termination. You have the right to treat that as a termination and get your severance. So, no, you don't just have to sit at home, wait, and hope that they call you back. You can treat that as a, termina a termination and get your severance right away. So, no, bottom line is if they do that, they've essentially terminated your employment. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate that. Uh, you have plenty of time to call in as well. That is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your uh, on your cell. Abdul, welcome. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, good afternoon. Um, What's going uh, on with in you? My, hi, uh, in my own case, you know, uh, yeah, I, w I worked with my company for like four years and I went, I, I went on medical uh, leave uh for almost a year yeah i was being paid from the insurance company and um all of a sudden you know you know i still hadn't gotten better and they just kept uh you know sending me letters that i, ha that I have to come back to work uh you know they did this several times and um, then after that they just uh terminated my uh, mm. my employment i think they gave me maybe a two weeks pay uh, payment and that's it now how long ago was that uh abdul Oh, that's long ago. I mean, like, uh, that would be as close to like six, 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 seven months. No, yeah, six, seven months, not years, months, right? Yeah, months. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, Abdul. If you're unable to work, and they know that in the sense that you've provided them something from a doctor that says you cannot work, then they can't fire you. Did, did you give them something from your doctor? Did they know that you're still unable to work? Oh yeah, they have every, they have everything. Yeah. So, uh, and how long did you work there for, Abdul? Uh, four years. So someone in your situation would actually be owed six months pay, likely. But beyond that, the fact that they let you go when you are off on a disability leave, that's potentially a human rights violation. It's illegal. They can't do that apart from severance. So not only is the two weeks nonsense, they potentially owe you six months, potentially more than that. It potentially they also owe you human rights damages. So the good news is because this only happened six, seven months ago, as you said, you still have time. You're not out of time yet. I was afraid you're going to tell me this happened in five years. But because it's only happened a few months ago, you, we can still deal with it. So what I want you to do, Abdul, is as soon as uh, we get off the air or, or a Monday to Friday at some point, call me. Call me at the office. Let's talk about that. Let me get some more details from you, and then I can help you get what you're owed because what they did sounds absolutely illegal. All right. Okay. That's good. Um, so how will I get hold of you? I'm going to give you that uh, number right now, Abdul, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com.
You got a great phone line. 604-283-3123, brothers. 604-283-3123. And uh, email is simple as well. Help at employmenthour.com. Frank, John, I see you guys uh, waiting there. Hang on. We will get to your phone calls after we take a short break. And for you as well, lines open, ready to uh, to rock and roll. 604-280-9898 to call in, get your questions answered, or star 9898 on cell. Employment Hour, right here, 980 CKNW. Back to the Employment Hour with Lior Samfiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW. And it's uh, 419. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. You have plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. If it's about your job, your severance, maybe calling for a pal or a family member, no problem. Bring it on here till 5 o'clock to answer them. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In that regard, Frank, thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern? I uh, I work thirty two hours a week. I do two twelve hour days and one eight hour day, and my employer now says they don't have to pay me overtime for the July second holiday because I don't do forty hours a week. Now, what kind of a job do you have, Frank? What do you do? I'm in security. Okay, so yes, you have to get paid overtime. On the days that you work more than eight hours a day, you have to get I paid do, overtime. I do get, uh, I do get the uh, four hours a day overtime for my 12-hour days. Okay, you get time and a half for those four hours. I do. But okay, so, so, they're saying now because uh, I don't get enough hours, they don't have to pay me for the uh, eight-hour July 1st I worked, I guess. So they don't have okay, to I'm not, I'm not trying to understand the question. You, you worked and they don't want to pay you for when you worked? And they paid me, uh, like they pay me the overtime for the days I work, 12 hours. They pay four yes. hours overtime each day. But I also worked on the holiday, which was July 1st. Canada Day, yeah. Yeah, and they are saying that they only have, they don't have to pay me the extra overtime. How many hours did you work then? I worked twelve. But and they don't want to pay under- you for, for for then for the for no, the twelve they, hours. They don't want to pay me overtime for the twelve. No, they hours. have to pay that overtime. I understand now the question. They have so, to pay you that overtime. They're absolutely they wrong. Twelve hours overtime. Yeah, they do. And and, now, and if they I- want, the, your option is we can send them a letter or potentially just go to the Ministry of Labor. Uh, here in BC, and and have them kind of go knock on the company's door and say, hey, you you owe uh, Frank some uh, some payment. Now, what I understand, uh, I don't know some holiday act. I wrote it down, but I don't have it with me. That uh, July second is considered the holiday. Yes. So I worked eight hours on the second of July, and they don't want to pay me overtime for that. Okay, so so again, if you work more than eight hours, they have to pay you overtime. If you did yes. not work more than than eight hours, then they don't. It's as simple as that. Regardless of which day it was, if if you work more than eight hours, they have to pay you overtime. It's as simple as that, Frank. They have to pay me eight, four hours extra overtime. A, a time and a half, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, well, they've you been exceeded doing the, that. the daily maximum. But the, they do that. But uh, the July holiday, they're not paying me overtime for. 
So that, again, that is wrong. So I, I would recommend probably best advice to contact the Ministry of Labor. That should be very easy to resolve because, yeah, they, they owe you overtime. And you should tell your colleagues the same. If they uh, are in that situation and they didn't get paid the overtime that they wrote, they should also go to the Ministry of Labor because, again, you earned it, you owed it, you should get paid. Frank, appreciate your call. And uh, for you as well, you have time to call in. Plenty of time till uh, close to 5 o'clock, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone. John, hi there. Uh, yes, my situation is, uh, is I guess, unique. I would say, I have, uh, I, I just went to the, do- had some back pain, and I went to the doctor, and he uh, kind of diagnosed me with um, uh, inflammation, right in the, in the, you know, in the, uh, of the, the, the disc, right. And to make a long story short, I, I cannot. There are a couple of functions at my job now I cannot perform. So he, he actually recommended me to take six months off and, and let it heal itself, right. Because it's not a it's not a permanent condition, right? So, right. but my my question is, um, when I looked at the that the insurance of the company and so forth, and it doesn't provide anything to me until four months later. But so, is it is it a fact that you can actually claim for unemployment insurance for the first four months? Yes, you can claim unemployment insurance. I I, I, I believe it's for three months only, but you can. If you cannot work because of a medical condition, the company has to issue you a record of employment that says you can't work because of a disability. And then you can apply for EI, and I believe it's for 13 weeks uh, that you can get paid uh, from them. And at some point after that, the if you have disability coverage from your employer, that's going to kick in. So there may be a little gap still there, yeah. but but beyond that, yes, you will get paid for most of that time from uh, EI. Okay, yeah, that actually that makes sense because that because the the insurance from the company kicks in at the four month point, and so this would probably this obviously fill, fills in most of the gap before that, right? So yeah, exactly. So, but you do okay. need a record of employment from your employer. Uh, and okay. once you have that, you can apply. It, it, it's pretty fast, pretty quick, and efficient, uh, and I you'll see. get paid. It's not difficult to qualify for that. So uh, hopefully, if your doctor says you can't work, there should be no problem. Yeah, no, and the, I need. I guess I need the doctor's note in writing. I would suppose uh, somewhere along the line. You would, that, yes. Yeah, you okay, would. That's that's no problem. Now, is that for the insurance company, or is that for the government for unemployment, or both? Well, you will need it for both at some point, yes. Both. You will need I it for see. the government, i.e. the employment insurance, and you'll also need it for the uh, disability insurance through the company. Uh, they'll need your doctor to, to complete a form that talks about the fact that you cannot work. Uh, right. And then and if you have any problems, by the way, with the insurance company ever, if they won't approve you for whatever reason or if they approve you and they cut you off before you're ready to go back to work, call me. But if you don't, okay. uh, no problems, have your doctor fill out the paperwork, and that should be fine. Yeah, okay. What is your website? If that's possible, I'd like to go on and go on your Easiest website. website to go to is employmenthour.com. Uh, okay. you, you'll, you'll find links to everything you need there uh, and, you, uh, and my contact information as well. Employmenthour.com. Okay, I'm definitely going to go on to your website. Thank you very much for your service. I appreciate that. Uh, John, appreciate the call. And to get a hold of Lior, by the way, just in case you need so afterwards, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com uh, as well. That's why we are here each and every week till 5 o'clock to answer those questions and get them through. you got lots of time, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So as I mentioned off the top, uh, so many people accepting literally pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. First of all, how common is it for people who have lost their job to sign off, I'm talking sign off and be done with it, on a bad severance offer. 
John, the reason why you and I started doing the show years ago is because of this problem. Is because of the fact that I was so frustrated seeing people accept every day uh, severance offers that are pennies on the dollar that I wanted to try to reach as many people as possible, to educate people, to have a, uh, the opportunity to speak to people that they may have them or find themselves in that situation. So how common is it? John, in my experience, it happens nine out of 10 times. So nine out of 10 people that are offered inadequate severance, and by the way, most people are offered inadequate severance, and nine out of 10 people are going to accept it. And they're going to accept it for various reasons that we're going to talk about so that hopefully if you're listening, you're, you're going to know not to make that mistake, but it's extremely common. And by the way, John, when I talk about pennies on the dollar, I actually mean that. I'm not talking about a situation when someone was owed four months' pay and accepted three months' pay. That's bad enough as it is. It's a month's pay. I'm talking about situations where people accept pennies. So instead of four months, you accept two weeks. That happens all the time. People walk away from tens of thousands of dollars that they're legally owed, and that's what we're going to be talking about, why that happens and how to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You know, you mentioned pennies on the dollar, and when the individual, it sounds bad enough, but the flip side is you can imagine how much money all these companies' employers are saving, whether they know it or not, on not giving proper severance, right? That's why you do it. Well, yeah, and, and there's two main reasons as to why companies offer inadequate severance to begin with. The first one is exactly what you said, is to try to save money. Uh, companies would assume and often do assume that an employee doesn't know any better, so they're going to accept less than what they're owed. So, hey, what a good way to save money. We're going to offer them less, they're going to accept less, and we just save a whack of money. So that's that's main reason number one. The other main reason as to why companies offer inadequate severance, those are the quote-unquote innocent companies, is they right. may not know better themselves. They may be under uh, some sort of misapprehension or believe a misconception, and they may think that they're doing the right thing, but they're not. So some companies do it on purpose to save money. Other companies do it because they don't know any better. The net effect is the same. People are offered inadequate severance. They accept it. And then when they realize it was inadequate, it's too late to do anything about it. And another reason that they, that they accept this, I'm talking about employees now before we break. I'll throw this one at you. Quite simply, they're in shock when it happens. And they're not thinking clearly, right? <laughs> If you just lost your job, you walked into an, a meeting, you thought today was going to be a regular day, instead in, you're in this meeting, your HR person is there, your boss is there, and you're told today is your last day. When that happens, you're not going to be thinking clearly. You're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, I have to pay my bills. How am I going to find another job? How, what, are, what is a new employer going to ask me? And at that point, you're asked to make a decision about your severance. Most people are not thinking clearly. They're feeling this pressure, and they're making the wrong decision. They accept something because they're in this weakened state. So that's why we were here. We want to educate people so that they know how to deal with the situation if they ever find themselves in it. So, yes, don't make the decision when you're in that weakened state. Call me instead. Go to Severance Pay Calculator instead and, and do the right thing. Call you uh, indeed, and also call the show. We're going to take a short break for uh, for a little bit of news here, but we're going to get you a hang on the line. Grant, I see you there. Stand by. We'll get to you. You as well. Plenty of time until 5 o'clock, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We continue with an excellent version of the Employment Hour. Once again, here on 980 CKNW. Got an opinion? Call now. 604-280-9898. This is the Employment Hour with Lior Samfiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW. 
We go till uh, nearly 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Plenty of time for you to call in. There's also star 9898 on your cell as well. And if you haven't checked it out, do so. Find out what your severance should be. SeverancePayCalculator.com is uh, is what we're talking about. So we want to get to uh, all of those as we uh, we continue on here. We're talking about, though, the... Uh, the elements and the reasons why, Lior, people accept pennies on the dollar when it comes to severance. Again, they're pressured by the employer. That's right. And that is a huge, huge uh, one, John, when the employer puts that pressure on the individual. So how does that work? Well, they're pressured by the employer, oftentimes by having a deadline. So there's going to be a deadline in every severance letter that says to accept this, you have to sign this offer by whatever the date is. Well, here's the thing, John, uh, that deadline is meaningless, but most people don't understand that. So how is a severance letter looking like? Well, we're going to pay you two weeks pay, but if you sign this page, we'll pay you four weeks pay, but only if you sign this by Friday. And if you don't sign by Friday, right. uh-oh, you're not going to get it. Well, the reality is that forget about that four weeks pay. You, you're probably owed six months pay. That is a pressure tactic and it works quite well. Most people feel that pressure. They think, oh my gosh, I have to accept this because it's, it's going to go away if I don't. It's very busy in my office uh, on Thursday afternoon because people call me when their severance packages are about to expire on the next day on the Friday. Don't worry about that deadline. Don't worry about that pressure tactic. That's all it is. Your job is to make sure you get what you're owed. So you call me. You call another employment employment lawyer if you don't like me. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. It's the easiest place to go to to find out what you're owed. And if you need more time, take more time. Take 10 days. Take 10 months if you absolutely need to, okay? But don't, don't, don't uh, fall for this pressure tactic because once you sign off on it, at that point, it's too late to do anything about it. At that point, you're stuck and you can't get any more. Again, the uh, phone number is 604-280-9898 or star 989 in your cell. We'll get to a call here in just a moment. Another one I want to get through before that is they trust that the company must have given them appropriate sevens. They, they should know they're the company, right? That's right. So, again, two things here. Either the, they, they trust the company. You know, it's a, it's a good company. It's an honest company. They've always treated me well. So if they're saying that's all I'm owed, well, that's all I'm owed. So there's that trust that, that comes into play. And beyond that, company uh, and employees may think, well, if they say that's all I'm, I'm owed, they must know. They've done this before. They're more sophisticated than I am. So who am I to disagree with it? Well, again, not so fast. Remember what I said, that most people are accept, or are offered a lot less than what they're actually owed, a lot less than what they're owed. So if that's what happens to you, you have to assume that the offer is not adequate. You have to assume that you're owed more. So don't, don't take the company's word for it. Don't assume that the company is doing the right thing. Maybe they're trying to do the right thing or they think, or they think that they're doing the right thing, but it's not their job to tell you what you're owed. It's your job to find out what you're owed. Right. If you don't, if you believe someone uh, else, then unfortunately that's on you. And when you realize that that was a mistake, you can't do anything about it. It's your responsibility. And gosh, it's so easy. Severancepaycalculator.com. Done. Takes 10 seconds. Uh, so find out. Don't take anyone's word for it. We'll get to a, another call here. Grant, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Uh, great. Uh, how are you guys today? Good, man. What's up? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, a little bit of a long story, but I'll uh, make it as short as possible just to give you the idea of it. Uh, I worked 30 years for a major airline uh, 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 
in Canada here. And uh, I uh, developed a medical condition uh, plus physical condition. Uh, uh, the physical was a WCB uh, claim. The medical condition, which is the most I'm concerned about, uh, I have my doctor. Uh, it's a untreatable medical condition. And uh, my doctor and specialist uh, uh Said uh, that I was uh, uh, that I, I, I was too sick to uh, return to work uh, until I got better, which was uh, probably a, would be a miracle. But anyways, uh, I was uh, I, I applied for my insurance uh, with Great West Life, and uh, it uh, I filled out form after form after form. The doctor filled out forms and so on and so forth uh cost me a lot of money in doctor's fees uh for that and uh which wasn't covered by the insurance company and uh the doctor kept saying no he cannot return to work and so on anyways i get a call on a friday afternoon after i got rejected finally after six months rejected from the insurance companies saying that uh they didn't think that the, my medical condition uh held me back from working so uh, I get a call on a Friday afternoon saying from the HR department saying, if I do not show up for work on, the, on that Monday morning, that I would be fired. Now, I said, well, what do I do? They said, well, you have a choice. You'd either retire early now or uh, we fire you on Monday morning. And I, and I was shocked. I didn't know what the hell to do. Uh, I was speechless, really, and so I said, "Well, and being with the company for so long, and my actually, uh, uh, my parents both worked for the airline, and they are both dead at that point. And I thought my mom, especially, would just freak out if she knew that I was fired from." So, what did airline. you do, Brent? Well, I didn't have much choice, and I said, "Well, I guess I have to retire." So. They said, okay, and uh, so as uh, I said, April 1st, I guess, and uh, actually my anniversary, uh, 30th anniversary, was March 25th. So anyways, so I said, well, I guess I'll retire. So first thing Monday morning, I phoned up my union, and uh, uh, they said that uh, seeing that I retire, they no longer could help me. Grant, let, let, me, let me stop you there, unfortunately, because, you know, that was going to be actually my first question to you, which is, were you part of a union? Because as soon as you said airline, the, the possibility of you being unionized came up. Here's the reality. The reality is that whether what the company did is right or wrong, the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. There's no other options. There's no exceptions. So even if the union says, we can't help you for whatever reason. There's no other options. You can't say, well, if the union won't help me, then I'll go to Lior or I'll go to another lawyer to help me. When you're part of a union, only the union can help you. Now, I can tell you from a, a law standpoint that what happened to you is ridiculous. It's complete nonsense, and it's wrong uh, in, yeah. in the sense that uh, they, they, they can't do that. If your doctor says you can't work, it doesn't matter what the insurance company says. The, uh, but the reality is I can tell you also what the law says, but the only one that can help you enforce those rights is the union. Now, the one thing that I may be able to help you with is to deal with the disability insurance company. 
So if you're cut or if the insurance company rejected you, despite the fact that your doctor says that you are unable to work, then obviously they should have approved you. They should not have uh, disagreed with your doctor. So we may be able to get your compensation from that insurance company. Now, was this this past uh, March? Uh, unfortunately, and this is what another question I was going to ask, uh, I have, from listening to your show, I have a feeling maybe I've waited too long. How long? It was, uh, it was two years. Two years long. So if it was, if it was March... You know, just over two years ago, then unfortunately you are out of time on, in all respects. There's a two-year limitation period, so I can't even help you, unfortunately, Grant, with the insurance company. I, I hate doing this, but it's pretty much bad news all around, uh, mainly because of that really? uh, limitation period, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I just I thought that that was – like I, I kind of fell for their bluff, I guess, and – and, and, uh, and there's an important started... lesson there for, for our, our viewers or our listeners, I should say. Uh, if your doctor says you can't work, as relates to your employer, that should be the beginning and the end of the story. Your employer can't argue with that. Even if the insurance company says, oh, no, no, we disagree, it doesn't matter. Your employer has to only listen to your doctor, and if they don't, there's a problem. That's when you give me a call at that point. Obviously, if you're unionized, that's different. By the way, the number to call Lior anytime, even when we're not on the air, 604-283-3123, help at employmenthour.com. Let's get, uh, let's get Yvonne on the air. Hey, Yvonne. Uh, good Hi. afternoon. How are you? Good. Um, Go this ahead. isn't my problem. Yeah, I'm hearing in a number of people that they get laid off. They get an 18-month severance uh, package, but if they take a job before that 18 months, they lose whatever's left on the 18 months. So it doesn't so, encourage people to get work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Now, I, I have to say that an employer is allowed to offer pack, a severance package in one of two ways. Here, in other words, they can do it as a lump sum payment. Here's one payment. Let's say it's 18 months. Fine. Or they could do that by way of what we call salary continuation, which simply says they'll pay you over time. Usually, if the company chooses that option, the salary continuation option, they would add a condition that says that if you find another job while we're still paying you, then we're going to cut you off and give you half of what's outstanding. Now, one of the things you, we need to understand is, number one, is 18 months even appropriate? So th the fact that the company offered 18 months doesn't mean that it is. Maybe the person was owed 24 months. So that's number one, the first thing we have to always assess. But even if it is appropriate, oftentimes that's something that we can negotiate out, the whole 50% reduction. So, yeah, the fact that the company offered it that way doesn't mean that the individual has to accept it that way. And that, that's just one of the reasons, you know, reason 155, why <laughs> someone should call and get advice if they lose their job because there's, you know, the devil's in the detail. You may have a package that's not as favorable and the terms are not as favorable and we can negotiate that out. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Yvonne. Appreciate that. Uh, any uh, follow-up with Lior? That is uh, quite simple. 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. More of your phone calls on the way. We have plenty of room, so uh, dive right in there. you still got some time before 5 o'clock. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. This is the Employment Hour right here, 980 CKNW. Now, 604-280-9898. This is The Employment Hour with Lior Samfiru and John Scholes on 980 CKNW. 
Indeed, you still have lots of time to call in star 9898 on your cell as well for your questions and concerns about your job, your employment, possibly for yourself, a friend or a family member. Don't hold back. Give us a call. One way to find out is by calling in before the end of the show this afternoon. In the meantime, I've been talking about the reasons why people expect or at least accept literally pennies on the dollar when it comes to their severance. Going down the list of things, Lior, the next one. We love this one. They often get incorrect advice from who? None other than the old Ministry of Labor. Gosh, John, I can talk about this forever, and I really can because it really bothers me to no end. So, so let me set this up for those that are not sure what we're talking about. You know, if you think about it, if you lose your job, it may seem like the natural thing. If you want to know how much you're owed, is to contact the government, to contact the Ministry of Labor, or contact the Labor Board sure. to find out. Well, wait a second, is what I'm offered fine? And I cannot fault anyone for doing that. There starts the problem. Right here starts the problem, and that is the Ministry of Labor, the Labor Board, can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements. They cannot advise you with respect to your full entitlements. So you may call the Ministry of Labor and say, hey, I've worked for the company for I don't know, six years. What am I owed? They're going to tell you six weeks' pay. Why? Right. Because that is your minimum entitlement. They're going to tell you six weeks' pay. The problem with that is your full entitlements, what you're actually owed, could be several times that. It could be eight months' pay, 10 months' pay, even 12 months' pay. And they're not going to tell you that. So most people are going to get that information and say, okay, I'm owed six months' pay. The company offered me eight weeks' pay. Sorry, so they said six weeks, I'm offered eight weeks, I'm going to accept yeah. the offer. When that is in fact ridiculous, you could be owed five, six, ten times that. So that's ha- that scenario. What I've just outlined happens all the time. It happens several times a day, every day, uh, and, and you know, every single Monday to Friday, every week. So that's a huge, huge problem. And I've dealt with this before. I've talked about this before. I've had legal action against the Ministry of Labor before, uh, which uh, was resolved. So I want everyone to understand that you cannot and should not call the Ministry of Labor when you lose your job. You can and you should call the Ministry of Labor if there's an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, if there's an issue surrounding hours of work, etc. You can and should call them, but not when you lose your job. And if you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, uh, you, you may find yourself in even a bigger trouble. So please don't let that happen to you. Get the right advice. As, as crazy as it sounds, the Ministry of Labor not only cannot help you, they give you misleading information. And, and yeah. once you realize that that's the case, at that point it's too late, so call me. Go to Severance Pay Calculator. Call another employment lawyer. Again, if you don't like me, call another employment lawyer. That's fine. But get the right advice and don't accept less than what you're owed. I want to get to another call here as we go here. Hey, Gordon. Uh, good evening. How are you? Like right away. Hey, Gordon. Hello. Hey. Hey, pal, how are you? Yeah, we're Hello. here now. How are I'm, you? I'm good. Am I on the line already? You are indeed. What's going on? Okay, well, look, um, a couple different things. First of all, I have a friend, uh, and they've been, um, let's just say the contract was not renewed, uh, except they did not have a written contract. They had a verbal contract, and they worked as a part-time situation for how many years? Is it 16 years? Oh, okay, 16 oh. years part-time. And uh, now the um, employer has decided that they don't need this person anymore. So they have uh, basically sort of said that they are um, going to retire, which is not true. And uh, they haven't offered any um, record of employment with any reason for termination and uh, some things like that. Is there any uh, recourse on something like that? Yeah, of course. But the problem here is not the record of employment. The problem here is the severance that your friend is owed. 
So if your friend worked there for 16 years part-time, uh, how old is your friend? Uh, 65. Well, your friend could easily, easily be owed 18 months' pay, one eight, okay? 18 months' pay. That's oh, the severance that he's pay. owed. And, and so the record of employment, yeah, they have to give it to him, but that's not a big deal because uh, one call from the government, they'll, they'll give him the record of employment. Oh, it's the okay. severance that he's owed, okay? That's the key here. So he doesn't want to retire. He doesn't want to resign. Right. He wants to make it clear in writing. Email works great. They say, I'm not retiring. If you want to let me go, I guess that's your prerogative, but I'm not retiring. Right. And if they let him go, if they end his job, doesn't matter what the reason is, if right. they let him go, they're going to have to pay him potentially as much as 18 months pay. Okay, do, okay. do you understand what I mean, that that's kind of more important than the record of employment? Right. See, what we were doing, we were waiting for the record of employment to see what they put on there as a termination. Nah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't that, matter. That, that, that's only relevant for, for purposes of EI. And unless he did something uh, bad yeah. like steal or something, he's going to get EI. That's a given. That's not a problem. Okay. Uh, the, the key here is the severance. So what your friend needs to do, yeah. once we're off air, call me. He needs to give me a call or send me an email. Let's connect. He and I need to connect as soon as possible. I want to find out more about the job. I want to find out more about his compensation. And okay. then I can help him get the, what he's owed. Again, 18 months pay, my friend. That's a lot of money he's potentially owed. Oh, I have a phone number of uh, 604-283-3132. Is that correct? Uh, before that email is sent, have your friend talk to me. I could potentially even write yeah. that email for him. I oh, want to talk okay. to him. Devil's in the detail. There's a lot at stake here, so let's let's do this right, right? Let's yeah. not just send an email kind of, you know, without having it properly reviewed and checked. Have him call me as soon as possible. I'm in the office every single day this week. I want to talk to him. You are in good hands, Gordon. Don't worry about that. It's uh, You're in like a dirty shirt, no problem. See, that's all it takes is that phone call here on the air or to Lior and get things straightened out indeed. See that? And that's, again, one of those things where everyone's so worried about why they got fired. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that or the fact they're letting you go, not letting you go. That doesn't matter. Look at the dollar sign where you're owed, right? Oftentimes, this is a very common situation where people call mm -hmm. me with important questions, but it's not actually the real question they should be asking right. me. Sometimes I've had people call me asking about, or am I going to pay the, get paid the vacation pay that's uh, owed to me? Uh, yes. Am I going to get a, a reference letter? I mean, these are important questions, but the real question is severance because quite literally, that's where the money is. That's what the company has to do. So in this situation, it's not about the record of employment. That's easy. He's going to get it. And whatever it says, he's going to get EI. If the guy's been there for 16 years, he's in his 60s, he's going to be looking mm -hmm. at 18 months. You know what? Potentially more than 18 months pay, John. Yeah. That's the important issue. Got about a minute to go here before we wrap it for another uh, another week. Give me some details again if anybody missed it on the severance pay calculator. We talked about it a couple times already on the show today, severancepaycalculator.com. We talked this, on the show about the reasons why people accept inadequate severance. Well, not only did I want to tell you why 
people accepting that adequate severance. I wanted to make it easy for you to do something about it. So I created the severance pay calculator. All you do is you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You answer three simple questions. What is your age? What is your position? What is the length of your employment? And then you are done. You get what you're owed. You find out how much you're actually owed, the real amount, not what the company offers, not what the company thinks you should get or what the Ministry of Labor says, because, again, they can't tell you the real amount. The real amount is at severancepaycalculator.com. Or you call me. It's easy. It's anonymous. It's free to use. And if you don't use it, you're going to find out later that you've walked away from tens of thousands of dollars that you're owed. Please don't let that happen. Back next week, you want to get hold of Leo, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. This has been the Employment Hour right here, 980 CKNW.